0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed Bluewire. With the second pick in the twenty twenty-two NFL draft. The Detroit Lions select Aiden
1: Hutchison, defensive end, Michigan.
0: Jared Goff winds up. Touchdown, Detroit. Josh Reynolds. Here comes the blitz. Down the middle and on the fly. Jameson Williams, extra speed on
2: the gas and gone. Touchdown. <laughs>
3: What is going on, everybody? Lions, Vikings, pregame show, Twitter, Spaces, Edition. I am your host, Tyler, joining my two guys. As always, I should say as always, but today, Mr. Malcolm Hart, Pierre, how are you boys feeling a little less than an hour away from kickoff?
1: Tyler, I am fired up, bro. This is a big game. One, is the Vikings. Fuck the Vikings. Two, they are a 10-2 team. You're 5-7. Um, if, if you could take them, bro. I'm, I'm excited. Malcolm, how are you, bro?
2: Yo, what's going on, man? I'm, yo, I'm doing good, man. It's another game day, Lions game day football, man. I'm excited, man. I can't wait to see this, um, what these Lions are
3: going to do to these Vikings, man. This is not just another Lions day game kickoff. No, this is not just one of those other days. This is a big game. Not only a division game, this is a meaningful football game for the Detroit Lions in December. There's a lot on the line right now. And get, Oh, my God, okay. Don't get me mad right now. I'm in a good mood right now. I'm excited. The last thing I want to hear is that fucking round of applause thing. All right. Back to my train of thought. This is a huge game for the Detroit Lions. Not only are they playing for the playoffs – the Vikings have an opportunity today to win the division if they beat your Detroit Lions. And the Lions have to do everything possible today for that to not to happen. Like because I, I just do not want to see the Minnesota Vikings clinch the division in Ford Field today. I want our playoff hopes to stay alive. I want these buffoons, these frauds to wait it out to win this division. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So they're not winning the division today. That's all I'm saying. All right, uh inactives and actives. Talk about the inactives and actives. Who's out for the Vikings and who's out for the Lions?
1: All right, so for the Vikings, safety, Harrison Smith is out. That's the big loss for him. Center Garrett Bradbury, that's their starting center. Left tackle, Christian Derisau, that's also their starting left tackle. And then outside linebacker, Luigi Villain, and defensive lineman Ross Blacklock. Uh okay. so Vikings are missing three key starters at their uh, respective positions. And then for the Lions, we got um, – shit, where'd it go? Right here. Guard, Coyote, Owishka, linebacker, Derek Barnes, defensive lineman, Michael Brockers, guard center, Evan Brown, defensive lineman, Austin Bryant, cornerback, Will Harris, and wide receiver, Tom Kennedy. Detroit did um, elevate cornerback, Jaron Williams, who ran a 4 8 Thought that was interesting. And they also elevated Ross uh, pierce
3: I cannot say his last name. He's a Ross, center. Ross pierce yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so... And they also elevated Jared Davis, so there's that too. And Um, Romeo Aparo is officially back And Romeo Aparo is officially active. All right, before we talk about these Lions and actives, I want to get into these Vikings ones real quickly because you mentioned some three very crucial players at three very crucial positions. Harrison Smith, obviously, is their captain on that defense. And we didn't play in week three, and they struggled without him in that game when they had to go with Josh Martellus at the safety position. So you have another opportunity with no Harrison Smith again. But I, I think most importantly, you look here at this Vikings offensive line, and they are missing some very, very critical pieces. Christian Derrissa, who I think is their glue of that offensive line, and then you're missing the starting center, Garrett Bradbury, as well. This can open up an opportunity for this Lions defensive line, who is healthy right now, to cause some havoc, have Kirk Cousins under pressure. And we've seen in the past, when Kirk Cousins is pressured, you know he could have those rough games, and... Right now, with all the Vikings that are missing on that offensive line, it could be setting something up special for this line's defensive line today, and maybe 97 Aiden Hutchinson has a big day today potentially.
1: Yeah, I just want to get into it real fast. Their backup left tackle Blake Brendel, he's allowed six sacks and he has three penalties on the year. And then their backup center, um, I cannot say his name, Austin Schlotman, I believe it is. He's only played in three snaps this year, so it's not it's not ideal what like they have right now.
3: <laughs> yeah, this is, I think I think we could definitely take advantage of that all line, man. Yeah, yeah, and and, and like when Dara saw, he's like their guy, and without him this week, that that's a big loss because they're a pretty solid offensive line when they have him in there. But you know, you take him out of the equation, you take out Garrett Bradbury out of the equation, that offensive line suddenly is not as good as it you know is supposed to be. So you know, this could definitely be an opportunity for this line's defensive line. I want to see these young guys. I want to see number 95, Romeo Cuara. He's back in action today. We'll see how he looks. Um, You know, obviously we've been waiting for this return for a while. So we get to see that today. And then, Going offensively for the Lions today, I think this is really the game, and I think you guys could both agree with me. This is the game where I think Jameson Williams gets involved. I think this is the secret weapon they've been waiting to unleash for this big game versus the Minnesota Vikings big division game right here. You know, he was active last week versus the Jaguars, but they kept it very, you know, vanilla with him. Just kind of got his feet wet. I think this is the week where we're going to see a significant snap count go up for Jamison Williams, and I think we see more impact with Jamison Williams on the field this week compared to last week. Yeah, I'm with you. And also, uh, the Vikings aren't good against the
1: play action covering running backs. If you look at their previous uh, games where running backs have uh, – what was the guy from Dallas? Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard. Then the Jets' backs combined had 11 catches, so a big game for DeAndre Swift and Justin Jackson the passing game today as well. Yeah, I'm expecting them to get involved early, like those little swing passes, screen passes, whatever they are. Just see what they could do.
2: Yo, I'm wondering to see if this, this their online situation is that going to affect their running game? Because if, if we could put a stop to to, um, to Dalvin Cook, man, we might have a we might have a similar game to last week. I'm just going to put that out there, man. I think I think if you, if you could control the running their running game and their own we putting pressure on Cousins. I, I like our chances a lot, man.
1: Yeah. And then Malcolm, their are uh, starting right guard is a rookie. He leaves the league in sacks, loud with eight, and he has forty five pressures. going up, at Ingram out of LSU. Yeah. Ooh, so they are weak <laughs> on the O line right
2: now. Oh man, and we get a Romeo back today. Yeah, we yeah, get Romeo, Romeo back. back. do but but I mean, dog, Romeo playing today? Asked, oh man.
1: Is there a right? Is the right tackle and their left guard?
2: Hey, prior podcast listeners. It's your boy Malcolm here, and if you're a sports better like me, let me tell you about Audstraders. Traders is a place to compare all odds from all major sportsbooks. You can also compare the different setup codes and promotional codes from different sportsbooks to get the best deal. This app also provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather, so the bettors can make the most informed bets as possible. This app also has bet tracker so bettors can keep records of all their games and betting activity looking to maximize your bets go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire again that's o-d-d-s-t-r-a-d-e-r dot com slash blue wire Traders, the number one site for your game day bets
3: Let's talk about this Lions offensive line really quickly because they are missing a right guard right now. No Evan Brown for two consecutive weeks. Coyote is now out. He was a play starter last week with no Evan Brown. What are you guys expecting this week at right guard? You have options like Logan Stenberg. You have options like Dan Skipper. You have the guy they just brought out from the practice squad, Ross Pearson Batcher. I most likely mispronounced that name. What are you guys expecting today at that right guard position? Um, Stenberg or Skipper?
1: I don't know who because last week Skipper got benched for Coyote. He didn't have the best game versus the Bills. I think it's going to be one or
3: the other. Malcolm, what do you think in I
1: wouldn't
2: be shocked if it's the new guy from the practice squad, uh, Robinson. What's, what's, what's his name? Was Ra- Ra- Ross
3: Pearson Badger?
2: Pe- Pearson Badger? I wouldn't be shocked if it's him because he he is a natural guard. Stenberg. I mean, I think he. I think he lost. I think he lost his trust with this coaching with staff, man. That's why we're not seeing a lot of Logan Stunberg. Dan Skipper, uh, I don't know, man. He's just too damn tall. <laughs> he's just too damn tall for that position, man. I don't, I, I, that's not his natural position. If he's out there, I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, I, to be honest – this is, like, this is like your favorite saying, Tyler. This is like comparing uh, a garbage can to a trash can because none of these a guys garbage are garbage can to a so recycling think, bin. Uh, oh, my bad. Uh, a garbage can to a recycling bin. Yeah, because none of these guys are good. So whoever we have out there is going to be the weakest link on our offensive line. So at, at this point, damn it, flip a coin. Play, damn it, bubblegum, bubblegum in the dish with the, with the feet. Then you know, when you put the feet in and you just pick a person,
3: do something. I mean, I don't know. They're all equally as bad, to be honest. So I actually heard something very interesting. I didn't really think about this, but I heard this from Chris from Detroit Lions podcast. So I want to give him credit. And I think the reason why we've maybe not seen Stenberg step in at guard in some of these games, not only that he wasn't the greatest option when he when he got that opportunity, he is actually the only center backup center that we have right now with no Evan Brown. So if anything were to happen to Frank, we need a center out there and that could potentially be Logan Stenberg. And we obviously know Frank has been on the injury report all year. What? He's dealing with an injury. So I think – I think Jonah could also play center. Uh, I'm not – I'm not. I that, I'm yeah, yeah, I'm not that's what I'm not
2: saying. I, that's what I'm saying. I'm not buying that, man. If he is your best option at guard um, as a backup – played- you play him. I don't. I don't buy that. Oh but, no, no, I'm, I'm sorry. not
3: saying. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying he's the best option right now. But I think that might be another reason why they're leaning towards a Ross Pearson Batcher or they're leaning towards a a Dan Skipper potentially. That, that's just another uh, reason why yeah. I think maybe.
2: Uh, yeah, I personally think it's because those first few games, if you turn on the tape, watch the All Twenty Two. He was getting golf killed. That, that that's the reason yeah. why he's not out there. I think that, it's as simple as that. He was getting he was getting beat probably. You know, the past snap he was getting beat a high percentage. It was just not good. That no, that that is why.
3: And more than likely, I I told you this last week. I think the writing's on the wall for Stamper. You know, I I think we've seen the writing on the wall kind of you know flare up like that. This is probably not going to be the thing so uh, going forward, but. Yeah, hey, I, I don't expect I don't expect Stenberg to start. I, I really do think it's going to be either Dan Skipper or or Pearson Batcher. We'll see. They, I mean, they signed Pearson Batcher to the fifty-three man roster, so I mean, we'll see what they end up doing. Dan it, Skipper, like it, you guys it, said, had a rough game versus Buffalo.
2: It, the, the moment I saw a coyote out there, I was like, all right, that's it. That's it for Skip. But that, that's it for um Stenberg. That, that's it for him because he just going to see the field. Mm-hmm. If you're going to uh, elevate a guy from the practice squad
3: and have him start over him. Start happening, Captain. Yeah. So we'll see what they end up doing. All right. I want to talk about this defense side of the ball because we also have another injury there. No, Will Harris. He ended up popping up on the injury report, I believe Thursday. I think it was Thursday he popped on the injury report. So he's out this week and he's been your starting nickel corner the last, you know, let's say month or so. I and mean, he's been in there for a minute now. So now you look at this cornerback situation. Chase Lucas is also out. What are you guys expecting as far as corners? You know, you obviously have Jeff Okuda is going to take one of those outside cornerback spots, but I think the other two spots are kind of TBD right now and to be in the air. Um, you have options like Jerry Jacobs. He's going to be involved either way if that's the nickel, if that's the outside. You still have Mike Hughes on this fifty-three. What are you guys expecting with that cornerback room today with no Will Harris?
1: So. I kind of have a theory. I think what they're going to do is they're going to have Akuda shadow Justin Jefferson with a uh, safety on top. I think they're going to have J.B. Jacobs shadow Adam Thielen and then Mike Hughes on KJ Osborne or Jalen Rager, whoever it is.
3: What about you, Malcolm? How are you feeling about this cornerback situation?
1: I, I I do I do like the idea
2: of Jeff Akuda shadowing shadowing um, Jefferson with the with the safety on top. I like the idea a lot. Um, but I think you got to put your best guys out there. And I think the best guys is going to be Jerry Jacobs and, and Mike Hughes. Um, whether what they Whatever they decide to do on that end of shadowing, I, I, it doesn't really matter to me. As long as they're all out there, I think that's going to be the best option defensively for the, the Lions.
3: Yeah. So Pierre and his theory, he has Jerry playing the outside with uh, obviously with Thielen. And then you have Mike Hughes shifting back in, inside, which You know, we saw earlier in the year he struggled inside. But I think with Mike Hughes, we've seen some games, some flashes once he's been an opportunity to play on the outside, and especially Thanksgiving with Noah Kuda that game with the concussion protocol. I thought he did a really good job on the outside. And we've seen, I think so far in the NFL, that he's actually been a very productive outside corner. So do you maybe put him on the outside, let him take care of Thielen, and then you move Jerry inside potentially because – We've talked no. about this. Jerry is a guy that came into the league, going to be a nickel corner, but he just hasn't done it yet. No. Is is this the no. week you experiment that?
2: No. no, no, you do you do not. You, you don't just you don't just make it happen. You know you don't just do it week. You know have them playing outside and all right. This week we're going to have you just slide it to the nickel. You know no no uh, full training camp in that position. No no. I, I I think it's better for Mike Hughes because Mike Hughes played the position this year. And um, he, he took snaps at it. Um he probably I think he took all training
3: camp in the nickel. Yeah. So just have Mike Hughes out there and call it a day. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I mean, this staff has shown that they're obviously not scared to throw on a guy who has had like a week or two of training at a position and put him in. We saw him do it with Dan Skipper for fuck's sake. A guy who played tackle all training camp, all camp. And, you know, when we had to put him at guard, they had no hesitation of doing that. So the staff has shown that they're not scared to do stuff like that.
2: Yeah, you're right. And then we even seen that with Will Harris, like his first time playing nickel. Exactly. I mean, they take a. He never took a. He never took a snap in the corner position at all. And they just yep. one day decided to put him in nickel. I was like, oh shit, <laughs> this is not good. But he played well. Like that that first game. I mean, this year hasn't really been his best year. But yeah, like you said, man, they're they're really
3: not scared to do that. So yeah, I mean, anything won't shock me right now. Yeah, we'll see what they end up doing there. I I think I lean towards more of Peter's theory. I think that. Probably keep Jerry on the outside, and then I assume Mike Hughes will get the slot corner or the nickel cornerback spot. But you know, we'll see. I wouldn't be shocked if they did what I just said just a minute ago you move Jerry into the nickel and have Mike Hughes play the outside just because he's played well on the outside. But I, 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 I honestly think the
2: biggest question for me is like, I want to know, like, well, I want to see how much man coverage you're going to play. Are they going to play majority man? Is, is that what they're going to roll with today? Like, try to you know, put pressure on Cousins and um, just play a lot of man? Are they going to like. Pressure zone. like uh, I just want to see what they're going to do on that end.
1: Outside of JJ, these Vikings receivers don't separate off man. So I think they're going to play press man.
3: Yeah, and especially with this offensive line not being full strength, it could be – I think this line's defensive line can get pressure quickly more than usual than, you know, like weeks previous. So I think they'll probably go to the bread and butter and we'll see them play man coverage, especially today. Yeah, I think that's what
1: you got to do. Because what they did last week is – I mean, last time they played them, they – Okuda pressed uh, Jefferson off the line of scrimmage to disrupt him off his routes. And then uh, they had a safety on
3: top. I mean, honestly, they, 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 did a, coverage. they did a really good job with Minnesota last time when they played them. as far as defensively. It was one of their, like, better games. They just kind of folded in that fourth quarter once Tracy got out. And, you know, there's a lot of miscommunication with the yeah. safety position. So, I think now – you know, they're all pretty comfortable with each other. We're at that point of the season. Um, so, you know, I, I think we'll see man coverage today. Yeah, yeah. I also think the Vikings, um,
1: they're going to run a lot of stacks and bunches. They're going to move, uh, what do you call it, Justin Jefferson around a lot. So, like, it would be hard to press him. Yeah. Kind of like how the Lions do with Amon ra St. Brown. I think the Vikings are going to have that plan with JJ today, but we'll see.
2: Let me ask you the other question. Do you think it's going to be like a. Like, I think the Vikings are going to come in knowing that we're going to play a lot of press man on them. Do you think they're going to try to get TJ Hawkinson involved and try to get him mismatched with, like, a Malcolm Rodriguez or, um, you know, Alex Anzalone to try to get that mismatch? I
1: do. I yeah. gets like, six targets, averages six targets and, like, 40 yards a game with them or something like that. Six receptions, 40 yards a game. I think that's his average with the Vikings this year. He gets a lot of receptions, but he's not getting a lot of yards.
2: Do you, do you guys do you guys feel like this is a game that Hawk may go off? It's possible. We'll yeah, see. I mean,
3: we could see our linebackers haven't been great in coverage so far this year. So, and we're playing, you know, a, a good tight end in that aspect. So, we'll, we'll see what ends up happening. I do think they'll try to get Hawk involved definitely because when we played them last time, they were really picking on Amani Oruworie with Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen had a really good game. Um, and I think our cornerback position this time around is more steady than it was in that week three matchup. So I don't think Thielen's going to have those same looks that he did that in that game week three. So um, I, I think, yeah, maybe look to a guy like TJ Hawkins and trying to get involved in this game more.
1: I think what all starts, though, up front is you got to stop the run. That, that's If you don't stop Dalvin Cook, it'll be a disaster. You have to stop the run, forcing these second-long, third-long situations, force them to pass, and that's how you win this game.
3: Yeah. All right. You guys want to do some Lions picks and then get our locks of the week?
1: You sure. Let's do it.
3: All right. So records right now. We all picked up a dub last week. We all picked the Lions to beat the Jaguars and to cover. So Pierre's in first place with a very commanding lead, nine and three. Malcolm is sitting at six and six, and I am sitting one game behind Malcolm at five and seven in last place. So start off with the first place man. Pierre, Lions are one and a half favorites according to FanDuel. Who are you taking today? Give me the Lions
1: 34 to 23.
3: Okay. And what's your bold prediction? Bold prediction
1: is JMO and Amon Rock combined for 300 receiving yards.
3: <laughs> oh my. Okay.
1: All right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. Let's wow. go to the it's second. Starting off a home run, man. Yeah, Shit. Let's go to the second. Oh my God. Those emojis. I know this is not a visual pod for anyone that's not in here, but those emojis are just <laughs> right now. All right, Malcolm, you're in second place. Sitting at sixty-six. Yes, Lions one and half favorites.
2: Who you take? It. Europe. All right, so I'm def- I'm taking the Lions this game. Um I I will be shocked if the Vikings win this game. Um not, you know, not looking at the record. I think their O-line is going to be a huge factor in, in them losing this game because they're so banged up on the O-line. I do have the Lions, you know, I have our, I have us winning big this game. I think what we saw last time we played them, when we had those two two possession leads, we had, you know, we had them 14 zip in the first half and then you know, later on in the game we had them 24-14, which we should have put them away those games, but we let them come back. But this time I have I have us putting our foot down their throat and just not letting go. So I have us winning big. Um I'm gonna go 34-17 um Lions. Okay. I like it. I like it. what's your bold prediction? Yeah. Oh shit. I mean, I have never really think about these bold predictions. Um as far as the bowl prediction, I guess I'm gonna go um shit. Um the, uh, just swifts and Williams combined for 4 touchdowns.
3: Okay. I like it. I like it. All right. Let's get into this. I don't think Vegas is suckers. I, I think there's a reason why they put the Lions as a favorite. I think they think we are the better team in this matchup uh, with everything that's going on with Minnesota. So I'm going with Vegas is saying. I'm taking the Lions to win this game, and I'm kind of on the same boat as Malcolm. I think they win this game pretty big. I think they could have a commanding win. And I have actually a very similar score to Malcolm. He said 34-17. I gave the Vikings three more points. I'm going 34-20 Detroit. I think they win this game. And I think they win pretty commanding. And I think this is going to really, if the league is not already on notice and the media is not on notice, I think people are going to be looking at it like, wow,
4: that, that, that was
3: a win. That was a win. We here. All right, and as far as a bold prediction, I'm stealing this from Detroit Lions Blood on Twitter. Love the guy. Love his account. Saw this, made me crack up, and I'm like, I'm using this for my bold prediction. TJ Hogginson is going to fumble the ball today. That's going to happen today. That's a bold prediction? Yeah, that is a bold prediction. I'm predicting that guy is going to fumble the ball? All right. Uh, Sure, yeah. yeah. So, that's my bold prediction. All right. Hell yeah. Let's get into some locks of the week. This is something that Pierre's not part of his record. But, Let's go, man. Uh, Malcolm, this, is my, are, this is my bread and butter. You Let's are go. In first place with the eight and five record. I am a half behind with the seven five and one record, and Pierre is sitting at three nine and one. I don't even stop. Stop. God damn it! God damn it! <laughs> I, 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 I I don't even know if there's enough games left in the season if Peter could come back. But no, there's, he technically can't. But it's going to be a climb for him for sure. All right. Let's start off with number first place. Malcolm, yeah? who are you taking this week? Who's the lock?
2: Yo, anybody that's betting, all you bettors out there, if you want to make some easy money, I want you to go to whoever your bookie is and put in this lock right here. It's going to be the Miami minus three over the Chargers tonight. Lock,
3: lock that in, throw away the key, do whatever you need to do. That's a lock. All right. Just letting you know, for the, our purposes, it's three and a half. But, yeah, it depends on three. what bookie. But bef- bef- yeah. for our purpose, it's three and a half. Three. Okay. Okay. So you're taking Still the lock. Still locked. Three and a half, four points, damn it. Lock it in. are
2: playing Dolphins. the Chargers,
3: right, Sunday night? Yep, yep. Lock it in. I like that one. That was actually my original pick, but you had the first pick, so um, I had to switch up. So me with the second pick, I took the Titans minus three and a half versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. A banged up Trevor Lawrence. Uh, And I think this Titans team is looking for a bounce back. You know, they've been struggling the last couple weeks. I think this is a good bounce back opportunity at home versus Jacksonville. So give me the Titans minus three and a half. I'm I'm calling Derrick Henry big game today here. Um. Yeah. L- listeners, uh, caution here with, with this pick, but go ahead, Pierre.
1: I like <laughs> Seattle minus Carolina. I just don't think Carolina, DJ, and all those guys could like stop Seattle's explosive offense. And I think so, Quan takes and those guys will uh
3: will stop them. All right. So Seattle minus three and a half. Okay. All right. That is our locks of the week. We'll see what happens with those. They all right. We seem like to cash yeah. out this week. Right. I think some people up. Maybe go for another ten minutes or so. Yeah, we have about five ten minutes. All right, let's bring up uh the score line. Oh my! Oh my God! I was just looking at one of our comments. Someone has taken the Lions forty to zero. That's his. That's his pick. Let's, let's go zero That What's was up. Let's man? go, Van Tyler. Who said that? Um. Who said that?
1: Uh. He said Vikings 40, not Lions 40.
3: Oh, well, he, he said Vikings 40. It's
1: a Vikings 40s.
3: Vikings 40 to 0. Uh, he's the CEO Oof. of Vikings Twitter, according to his bio. Can I? Can I? Oof.
5: A bold prediction. Yeah, what's that? A bold prediction is that TJ Hawkinson will actually score a touchdown this game.
3: That's not bold. Oh, that's
2: bold.
5: Oh,
2: yeah, we, we are all expecting that to happen.
5: That's bold. What what does he have? Like five touchdowns this year? Maybe. Yeah,
3: yeah. That's that's not that's not bad. It's like a normal for a tight. That's good for a tight end, honestly. Five, t- five touch five
5: touchdowns. How many does Kelsey have?
3: Kelsey? I mean, that's a little different. But like, what does the other tight end besides Kelsey have? He's probably number two or number three. I mean he's getting he's he getting, he's getting compared
5: to Kelsey and Kittle and all these guys just because no, he went to he's Iowa. Not. No, so, he's not. come on. He is.
1: Huh?
3: Who the hell compares T.J. Hawkins to Travis Kelsey?
5: Look, look yeah, who does that? Look, look what happened when we when we traded him. Look at all the national media talking about how boneheaded we were to trade him in a division. He's such a game changer. He's just the greatest tight end since crap, Travis Kelsey and George Kittle.
2: No one stepped. He's wait, 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 wait. Stop. are talking about? How many? You want TJ Hawkinson as a Lions? How many? Like, how many over a hundred yard games do you think TJ Hawkinson had with us? He has been with us for how many years? Three. How many? He been with three years.
5: He was with us three years.
2: I could count on one hand how many times he went over hundred yards. Okay. How many times do you think he went over hundred yards?
5: About as much as one hand.
2: One year, Three years, what, three, four times? That's not good. <laughs> Come Listen, on, man. Man. I'm, not, I'm not saying he's good. I'm not saying that.
5: I'm not on the TJ Hawkinson train. All
1: so, right,
2: so what
5: are we talking about then? It's a bold prediction that's that he will score a touchdown because I don't believe that he's that
1: guy.
2: So it's a bold prediction.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's a bold prediction though. He's a he's our tight end one. Tight ends one. You
2: well, gets... gotta understand what he's doing in Minnesota though. I mean, I understand he 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 was a performer, but he, he's like he's like second in targets in Minnesota right now. Okay. He's so, second I mean, in targets. And has what? How many touchdowns? I mean, what? he been, uh, to, he's to been the game, he been there for three
3: games. He been there for
2: what? Four games, five games, and he has what? Three touchdowns with them.
3: According F- to the yeah. sports book, according to the sports book, if you bet a TJ touched touchdown, plus 190. I mean,
0: that's – I mean, you got
3: plus out. They'll give you that. So, that, I mean, it's kind of bold, I guess. All right, we'll give you that. <laughs> that's your full
2: prediction. <laughs> the, the, score, the, the score wins. The, the score, what, uh, plus one, the fry the uh, pod, podcast, uh, zero. Mm-hmm. Are, are,
3: are, are you putting money on this? Are you putting money on this, the score lines pod? Are you uh, are you putting money that TJ Hawkins scores a touchdown today? It's plus 190, so you're getting good odds with it.
5: I mean, I'm not putting any money on it, but I'm just saying, that's my ball.
2: I I, I I would. You know why? Because I think this is like a – I think this is an extra motivated game for TJ Hawkins. I think he's going to use this game as like a motivation. Like, look, these guys traded me to a division rival because they probably don't think I'm a threat. But you know what? I'm going to come to Detroit, and I'm going to put on a show. That's, that's my personal th- – what I think he's going to do today – that's why I'm like expecting TJ to at least have a touchdown this game because your first game back to Detroit, you, you you do want to you should want to show up, right? Like you kind of want to have like a game like like with DJ Shark when you went to um Jacksonville, Jacksonville. you know, or you know, when you played Jacksonville, you you want to have a game like that, but that that's why I'm not shocked. I feel you but but I
5: want to know like how many times did TJ Hawkinson disappear in Detroit when he should have had a, a big game?
1: That's true. Uh,
2: a lot. I mean, the only yeah. game that, that shocked me was that game that we when we when we really needed him. What game was that, Tyler? Because he Seattle. has better memories than me.
1: Seattle, Seattle Seattle.
2: Seattle. Yeah. When we really needed him to show up, where are all the receivers were like, look, we need a big game from TJ. That was that was the one game that he showed me, like, look, he yeah, he could he could come through when you, when you when you really need him.
1: So some news. The Logan Stenberg a problem. Logan Stenberg is starting at uh, guard today. Yeah. yeah. Oh
3: shit. All right, I'm sorry. Thank you, thank you. Scored Lions Pod. I love the bold prediction. You're welcome. Um, uh, yeah, Stenberg's at guard today. Just saw that right now. Um, so there you go. God damn it! He better the, play well. The difference I will say is, and we saw it last week. Having Jonah Jackson back is very crucial. Where on Thanksgiving you didn't have that support at the other guard position. You know, you had Frank Ragnow with two backup offensive guards. So with having Jonah Jackson, you could have Frank Ragnow help out Stenberg. So there's that.
1: When you have Sewell and Ragnow next, it doesn't matter who the hell you have in that spot. That's how I feel, honestly. One week spot on the O-line doesn't really hurt you.
2: Yeah, it does. To be honest with you, it it, it, it does because your center is supposed to pick up the blitz too. And if he's helping out on Stenberg, all like majority of the time, he can't really focus on picking up the blitz. I'm not the sure. extra guy that's coming, the extra guy's coming through.
1: I don't, I mean, I think whatever they put there is just whatever it is. What it is at this point of the season. All right, let's bring up uh, day day.
3: Yeah, I mean, we just said it, there's not really much they could do here at the guard position, so this is what really yeah, they think it
1: is. Yeah. What's that yeah. day day? Prediction for me is uh, Jefferson doesn't get a touchdown today, we hold Jefferson out of the end zone.
5: And I think we're going thirty-one twenty-four Lions game-winning
1: score fourth that's quarter. Cool. I like it. Oh, and j like yeah.
5: getting a touchdown today.
1: I mean, he's got to come
3: on. So if you we were cool. to bet on a Jamison Williams touchdown, that's plus three fifty today. That's a lot. That's, that's some very good yeah, odds.
2: That, that, that's good. Yeah, you, you bet like what five ten
3: dollars on that one. You you'll get us, You'll bring us yeah. some money. T- ten bucks wins you thirty-five. Yeah. All right. All right, Data. Appreciate it. If anyone
1: else wants to come up, uh, just request. If not, we'll end this here.
3: All right. I think that is a wrap. I hope you guys all enjoyed the pregame show. We will be live right after this Lions-Vikings game. And I could promise you guys, this is going to be a very, 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 very emotional episode afterwards (laughs) it's going to be either very exciting or very demoralizing that's like there's no way to win with this game i'll say that
2: yeah
3: yeah i mean like you said earlier man that you shouldn't
2: let the vikings clinch the division in detroit like that's that's like the ultimate slap in the face and and i also heard i also heard that if they win this game you're probably going to see the ultimate disrespect and what i mean by that is that do you remember that Kirk Cousins video when he had all the chains on? Yeah. Using the, the they said that if they win this game, they're gonna put TJ Hawkinson. Oh TJ no. Hawkinson with all those chains and they're gonna celebrate on the team playing and they're gonna do
3: that the, the A B shit. Oh put no. That shit on. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, sh- okay. <laughs> they they should they should they should they should low key they should low key do the chains and get to get the Vikings say the Lions locker room.
2: I wish we, I wish we, I wish we do, man. I wish we do. But that's that's exactly what they said they were gonna do, man. They said they're gonna put the, the change on T.J. Hawkinson and have him do that. Put your shit on.
3: Yeah. No. Now <laughs> we right, really, right. now we really have to win this game. <laughs> we have to win, man, at all costs. You
2: can't. We can't let this happen.
3: All right, y'all. Hope you guys all enjoyed. I'm out, guys. Peace. All right, guys. Enjoy the game, and I'll see you right after. Peace. All right, y'all. We'll see you right after, man. It's your boy Malcolm, and I'm out. Peace.
4: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance.